If you are living in a space of being weighed down by your clutter, in your home, business, mind, or body, do you realize you are blocking the ability to receive in all areas? Would you be willing to learn the tools to change all that? What if you realized that the clutter in your life was created by you? Listen now to Infinite Energies, where you receive new perspectives to open up and release the barriers to create the life you always knew is possible. Now, here is the host of Infinite Energies Radio Show, Lisa Bennett. Welcome, welcome everyone. I'm so excited today. You are speaking with Lisa Bennett and I am uh, an energy worker, I guess you could call it. And I have been playing with energy for, well, for as long as I remember. And my earliest um, memory was when I was three and just walking into the energy of spaces, I could play and manipulate the energy and I could see things and sense things beyond what other people were able to see or willing to see. And so fast forward after many years of different studying and working in different uh, uh, practices, I became what I call today a space whisperer, a someone that can walk in and manipulate someone's space and not necessarily moving uh, things out of the space, but perhaps just reconfiguring the space. And so that has turned into this really fun career. And the great thing about this radio show is that I get to invite people in that also are also uh, manipulators of energy and play with the energy of words, uh, the energy of molecules, and shifting things. And one of these very dear people in my life is Liam Phillips, who is with us today from Australia. And it's very late in Australia, and it's early in the morning here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Both Liam and I have studied a modality called Access Consciousness, and it's playing with tools that we can shift with through words and through the energy of the words and the meaning behind the original uh, energy of the words. We're able to shift things and change people's points of view, view or facilitate them to change their points of view of things that they bought into. And the gift of Liam is he created dying in his body many, many years ago. And from that was birthed this great book called Curing the Incurable. So today we're playing with buying into or what people have bought into with regard to diagnosis for medical conditions and how we can facilitate them to shift that. And uh, so welcome, Liam. <laughs> hey, welcome. hello. I was just having a having a quick yawn there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's allowed. That's allowed. So, Liam, can you just tell us a little bit about your journey of how you came to be with uh, the book, Curing the Incurable, um, and then we can go into and delve into today's subject matter about buying into the diagnosis. One day you walk, you're, you're, you're considering yourself healthy and the next day you walk into a doctor's office and they've diagnosed you or given you a label with something. So yeah. perhaps we can, yeah. Sure. Um, just a little bit about yawning first. <laughs> um, uh, when I go to my mum's house, I'm always yawning and she always says to me, um, are you tired, Liam? And uh, no, I'm not actually tired. 
when I yawn, my body's actually releasing a lot of unconsciousness. And what we're going to be talking today about uh, about uh, resisting and reacting or aligning and agreeing with people's points of view um, often brings up a lot of unconsciousness. Um, so if you do catch me yawning, know that it's not that I'm bored or tired. <laughs> so cool. years ago, um, I suppose it was about 15 years ago, my uh, father-in-law uh, actually said to me, oh, I actually said to my father-in-law, oh, I'm now bleeding from the butt. And he said, that's really serious. You should go and see the doctor. That was the first layman's diagnosis that I bought, that it was serious. And that actually locked what the doctor said into my body even further. In fact, the doctor's point of view was really my evidence to prove my father-in-law's point of view that it was it was a very serious condition and after that after that uh, diagnosis I remember sitting in the car and another little bit of evidence then showed up because I pooed my pants in the car and I just started crying which cemented and locked that all into my body even more so yeah that's buying the diagnosis as real and true right of course, i guess you've never done that <laughs> well bless you liam for saying that so liam came into my life the first time i heard of him was in 2009 and in 2013 i created dying in my body and had something called a pulmonary embolism which is blood clots in your lungs and up to that point, I had been breathless. I had had challenges, um, you know, walking up a hill, and I was exhausted all the time. And everybody concluded that I was stressed out. But in the meantime, I was actually verbally saying uh, that I would, I was dying to get out of my divorce, the situation that I was in, and and literally saying, you know. It was it was the energy of I I'm not willing to to live any further if this is going to carry on and so my body went oh cool awesome what can we create in this woman's body that would wake her up to you know give her the choice live or die and literally that's it, it was a live or die situation for me and bless Liam I I Miss Stubborn here decided that the gift of his book, which I had got many, many years ago, um, I looked at it and said, I wonder if this guy has something interesting to say to me that perhaps would get me out of the, all the diagnosis of whatever the doctors had said to me. And it was literally Liam saying to me, so Lisa, what are you dying to get out of? And it was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was the wedgie that I was that I required in order to shift things. So how many of you on that are listening on the radio today are or have bought into a diagnosis that the medical community have given you and that this is the lot in your life and this is the way it's going to be and these are the treatments you have to do and these are the drugs that you will have to take for the rest of your life. So everything that that is bringing up, are you willing now to just shift and change that and be open to hearing 
what Liam and I can contribute to shifting that and not buying into a diagnosis, not buying into the labels that have been given to you. Cool. So Liam, are you when you shifted things for yourself, when you made a choice to not buy into the diagnosis, what was the big shift for you? What was the sort of, I guess, the aha moment? And how did you facilitate or did you reach out to people that facilitated you through this change? I, I, I think I did the old pendulum trick, first of all, because first of all, I bought the diagnosis as real and true. Then I spent the next three years proving that it wasn't. So I was in total resistance and reaction to anything any doctor said, any therapist said, anybody, any, any suggestion anybody said, unless it didn't match what I already had decided was real and true. So um, that is a big problem with a lot of people that I meet is that they actually, they, they don't align and agree with their diagnosis. Uh, they actually resist and react to it, which just creates the diagnosis as real and true anyway. So whether you align and agree with the diagnosis or resist and react to it, the outcome is going to be the same. You create more of that reality of resistance and reaction and alignment and agreement. Um, and that's, that gets all locked into your body and you can't think to change things with any ease. So... I guess for me was that tool um, that came up with access was to be an interesting point of view about people's point of view. A diagnosis is just a point of view. It's neither right nor wrong or good or bad. It's just somebody's point of view of what it is. Um, if we resist and react to it, we make that point of view strong. If we align and agree with it, we make that point of view strong. So that was the that was the turning point. I, I didn't really understand the tool. I just used it, and things started to shift and change for me quite dynamically. What so about Liam, you? Well, yeah. So I'm 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 for those that have never heard of Access Consciousness, it's it's a modality that both Liam and I have used. That is really just living in the question. So it's not coming to the conclusion of of um, this is this is it. It's asking a question to the universe, which can actually open up the doors to things shifting. So it's a question like, well, what else is possible is a great tool to use, or what's the gift in this that I haven't yet perceived that if I perceived it would shift everything. And it's just that. Just so those questions for me it was it was literally saying what else is possible here that I haven't yet considered and and it was just perceiving an energy and shifting it. It was sort of like putting on a different pair of shoes. So if you're told that this is the pair of shoes that you have to wear for the rest of your life in order to run as fast as you can and somebody says, yeah, but look at these shoes. These ones actually um, <clears throat> might be more glittery or lighter or sparkly or are not laced up or, you know, they have a lift in them. Would you be willing to try them on? And if you're convinced that the first pair of shoes is the only pair of shoes you can ever wear that will help you run the distance, you're buying into something. 
But if you're willing to try on another pair of running shoes and and see where you go with those, it might actually increase the speed of what your your distance is, and it possibly will open you up to saying, ah, so what else is possible here? And then being willing to try on different shoes. So it's like I, I equate shoes as a different point of view, as a different way of looking at things. It's like a pair of sunglasses. Changing the lens on the sunglasses is a great way to look at there's another way. It's not concluding that there's only one way about being with your body. And also, I, I think the other thing that you assisted me with, Liam, was I had kept my body as being separate from me, and I was very angry at my body at the time. It was sort of like it was letting me down. So I'm you, just laughing now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, do you remember that? I was pissed off. I don't remember it at all, but I do know uh, I've been working with someone lately, and the amount of anger that's in their reality is quite phenomenal and, and I was like wow and it keeps coming up and they are very angry with their body a lot of the time because it's not functioning the way that they want it to function and unfortunately it's a it's a perpetual thing body not functioning the way you want get angry with it which makes it not function the way you want which you get angry with it and like what will it take to break that cycle Okay, that actually is an excellent point. So what this what this is what pops into my sort of my um, memory of 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 something that shifted for me, and it continually shifts. Um, it's not something that once you've got it, you've got it. Because trust me, I everyone out there, you're you're reminded of the most simplest way of just shifting the energy, and and so yes. Um, being angry at oneself is actually not being kind. It comes from judgment. Resistance reaction is coming from a judgment. So when we're judging, there's no room for the shift, the change, and the gratitude in our lives. So one of the things that I love to do when I wake up in the morning, before I get out of bed, I lie in bed and I literally stroke my arms and stroke my legs and my face and just have this gratitude for my body and it's I don't even open my eyes I just say ah oh, thank you body thank you for being here thank you for letting me sleep well and and being there for me all day long and taking me from A to B and it's just being grateful for your body and when you start to come from that space of being grateful things shift and I I mean I came from a place of oh I was too um uh, curvy or I was too this and I had you know if you if you you know see a wrinkle or you see a a little chin hair or something I mean we can be really unkind to ourselves as as um, you know women I know we can be completely judgmental of ourselves and it's we're inundated with magazine covers and this is the way you have to look and this is the this is the type of food you have to eat this is the type of exercise you have to do and at that point you've totally taken yourself and your body out of the equation of what brings you joy because you're getting inundated with everybody else's points of view so when it's no wonder that we get angry because we're we're actually eliminating our bodies from the choices that would actually bring us 
more fun, more ease, and more joy in our lives. So how many of you have taken yourselves, your body, as as an, sort of outside of the equation and made all the choices, the medicines that you have to take, the foods that you have to eat, the friends that you have to play with, the exercise that you have to do in order to be the size that you've determined and the doctors have determined and Health Canada and the United States Health and all the other Australian health have decided is the right size, the right weight for this body. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where are you in this? How, where are we having fun in this? <laughs> so Liam, did That's you buy that. into the, Yeah. So what, what what would you suggest about not buying into all of that extra, I call it distraction that sort of we're inundated with in, in media, social media? Mm. I guess I, actually I wanted to go back to that, that thing about choice and change and stuff because um, that's part of the the vicious cycle that shows up. You know, you get angry and then you get angry at your body and you go back into the judgment and then you choose to get out of it or you say that you're choosing to get out of it but it doesn't change and then you beat yourself up because you haven't chosen it. I know, I know that if something isn't showing up, it's because you're not choosing it. It's, it's, it really comes down to that. Um, so I have got a little question for that, actually. Okay. Oh, my God, where is it? I wrote it down the other day, especially for this call. Um, yes. Uh, what, do you, what do you know is possible that you have not yet chosen? And we all know, we all know, we all know that if we choose this, it's going to change our reality, but we don't choose it. So it's like everything that doesn't allow us to choose, that may be something that you'd like to clear. Whew. Okay, so everything that that brings up, let's. Um, what, this is the access consciousness clearing statement for those that have never heard of it. So everything that that brings up, would you be willing to destroy and uncreate it? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And if you'd like to know further about what Access Consciousness Clearing Statement is, just go to theclearingstatement.com. Wow. Okay, would you like to ask that question again, Liam? Yeah, what do you know? Oh, Rhonda is uh, just doing a great job. She wrote it in the chat there. What do you know is possible that you have, that you have not yet chosen? Um. Mm. And that, and that's a great question to ask for anything that it, you cannot change. Absolutely. And everything that that brings up, let's destroy and uncreate it all, please. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break here. It's a good time to take a quick break. And when we get back, you'll be with myself, Lisa Bennett, and my co-host, Liam Phillips, calling in from Australia. Do you know that by unlocking your self-imposed prison of shit, you can find an easier way to create the life you always knew was possible? Tuning in to Infinite Energy's radio show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett, you will receive tools and inspiration to remove the emotional and physical baggage you have carried around with you for years. Are you willing to go forward into your new life? Listen to Infinite Energy's radio show. 
Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Infinite Energy's radio show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada 613-800-8736, in the U.K. 033-0001-0625, or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can ask or comment by email by sending to Lisa at lisabennett at iCloud.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It's Lisa Bennett here from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and my co-host, Liam Phillips, today, who's calling in from Australia. And today we're playing with the energy of... Where have you bought into a diagnosis? And if you have, are you now willing to change it? And would you be willing to be open to listening to tools that have shifted for both myself and my co-host regarding our health and how we've shifted things to create more ease with our bodies and more ease with, well, every in every area of our lives. So not just our bodies and not just our health, but in every way. And so one of the things, while we were just on a quick break here, uh, one of the questions before we went on break was, what do you know is possible that you have not yet chosen? And that's one of um, Liam's little gold nuggets that he's sharing with us today. And um, if you have a pen and paper, I would suggest writing that down um, and asking that question every time you've come to a conclusion or have gone into really buying into whatever the diagnosis is and starting to really shift that and not necessarily, uh, and, and this is something that I was aware of, is that if I walked up to people, they're like, oh, Lisa, how are you? How's that blah, blah? So was that something, Liam, that you were running into? It's like, oh, Liam, how are you? How, how, how's everything going? <laughs> And it was sort of like this little button that was like taking you almost back to where you were and reminding you of all the the intensity that had come up in your body. So is what would you suggest to people that have or are continuously running into people that are reinforcing a diagnosis? Oh. 
Liam could be muted. <laughs> so while we wait for <laughs> no, Liam, I'm not is. muted. I'm unmuted. Okay. <laughs> I am a mutant. That is true. Um, <laughs> what were we saying? Ha ha ha! It was. It was the people. So you know when we get together oh, with yeah. family. And they, oh, Liam, how are you doing? How's the blah, blah? And all the people that say, it's because I care about you. It's because I love you. I think that I've been researching things, Liam. I think that this is something you should be doing or taking. Or So how do you suggest or what tools? Scream and yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> Scream and yell at them and tell them to go away. And um, or align and agree with them and make it really strong in your body so that the diagnosis sticks even more. Oh no, that doesn't work. <laughs> I know I've tried it. It didn't work. Yeah, it's not doesn't fun. work. It just doesn't work. No. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, so so go ahead. How many people out there have tried that? They've tried to 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 say, "Don't tell me that," which is resistant reaction, or they align and agree with it. It's like, oh, I'm going to die. Um, I, I guess we mentioned the tool earlier on, interesting point of view, which is to get you into total allowance of everybody else's stupid point of view. Um, so when that comes up, it's like, oh, interesting point of view, that that person has that point of view about me. Uh, if you can get that out, in, out of your... In your head, if you can say that three or four times, you're going to start to perceive it as just an interesting point of view and you don't have to buy it as real and true. Absolutely, absolutely. And and literally, if you would like to write that out and put it on a sticky note and put it in your car and your bathroom mirror and literally for everything. So anytime somebody has accused you or gotten angry at you or is waiting for you to react to something. It's sort of, you don't have to necessarily say it out loud, but the energy behind interesting point of view, you have that point of view, or interesting point of view, I have that point of view, when you've bought into something. Uh, it actually shifts things. And then at some point along the way, when you continuously hear something and you keep playing that question, interesting point of view, you, I have that point of view, or interesting point of view, you have that point of view, at some point, there's no charge to it. It's almost, it's sort of like there's, it's like a, um, on a scale of one to ten, if five was a non-reactionary midpoint, you would start to function at a five, not reacting to things. And that's pretty cool. It's, it's at, at some point in my diagnosis, uh, you know, told that I was going to be on the meds for the rest of my life, told, told, told all this stuff, and it was like, wow. This is actually not fun, and I knew there had to be a different way, and my body was just waiting for me to catch up. It was literally, it was sort of like I was so much into my my monkey brain, into buying into things, that my body was just like, okay, well, I'll play along with you for all the diagnoses that you were given, but at some point I know she's going to wake up, and when I started to shift things and start not reacting and resisting, it was sort of the energy of, oh, wow, how cool is this? I actually shifted and I wasn't uh, exhausted, tired, 
um, having intensity in my body and just even having doctors doing any sort of treatments, it was coming from a space of gratitude at that point. Every blood test I had, it was gratitude, gratitude for the needle, gratitude for the doctor, gratitude for the nurse, and just asking my body to show me when it was no longer required. And for you, Liam, what was what was it? When did you start noticing the shift for you? Oh, about 15 years later. <laughs> <laughs> We're a bit slow, aren't we? Yeah, I know. I yeah. Know. Yeah. So like another you, you get it you get it when you get it and it's yeah. an it's an ever ongoing thing like interesting point of view you're not just going to say it once and your whole life will change oh well pod and pop that maybe it is actually possible but for most people you have to use interesting point of view i have that point of view or interesting point of view that that person has that point of view for every point of view for about 6 to 12 months for you to be in total allowance and i'm still playing with it you know, Ten years later, I have never really made the commitment to myself to do that to such a degree that I make that demand that I am going to be in total allowance. Um, oh my God, maybe I'm starting to do it now. Woohoo! Awesome. Well, and you know, it's 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 shifting. It's literally shifting the energy so we can ask our bodies to heat up and cool down we can be lying on a bed and asking our bodies to shift all the molecules in our body to make the mattress more comfortable for our sleeps to be more comfortable for our shoes to be more comfortable for the chairs that we're sitting in and and our bodies i mean if we if we absolutely acknowledge that every molecule in our body is attached and every molecule is is this beautiful energy of movement it's not a fixed even when we look at a table we think the table's solid well actually it isn't it's just a different it's a different energetic energy that is that molecules are tighter together so it looks more solid our bodies are malleable and pliable and one minute you can be 10 pounds heavier the next minute you can be 10 pounds lighter and People, I've seen people shift their bodies overnight. So where are you not willing to be the shift magician or shift maker with everything in your life? Ooh, I like that. Exactly. <laughs> Was that the shift or the shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. S-H-I-F-T, shift. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and just... Be willing to to really be present with that, and 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 you know, for me, I I started chatting with my body. I knew that it wanted to be moving in a way that was fun and light, and created sort of all these fun things for me. And I've just started one of these classes called a bar class, which is Pilates and yoga and ballet and music and giggles and fun. And it's like wow. It's so much fun for me. It's not me going to the gym and buying into I've got to I've got to push you know 20 pounds or um, I've got to do a, a reps of, of so many reps and so are you willing to listen to what it is that lights up your body and are you also willing to be outdoors? It's 
such a it's such a generative thing to be outside with with the energy of the earth isn't that something i mean i know when you came to canada liam and we did this tour together that was something that we both went oh let's go to the mountains let's go for a hike let's it's not medicine in the in this reality's view it's it's our body's natural way of being aligned with the vibration of the earth yeah rock on <laughs> uh, i i love coming to uh canada because there what there is just so much space and nature there that you can just step into even from a big city like calgary and um again it's coming to that place where you are in total allowance which is being able to receive everything without a point of view um because the more that you can receive everything without a point of view you can receive all that healing nurturing kind caring um energies of the earth of the people around you of the even the city concrete because you no longer have a a point of view or a judgment that concrete is a wrongness um years ago i had this uh point of view that cigarette smoking was evil and i of course i had been a cigarette smoker so i swung completely to the other side stop smoking and i was sitting down and somebody lit up a smoke and i remember that the smoke thing in my into my nostrils and down my throat and i just in my head i just wanted to scream at this person at that how wrong that was how dare you smoke in front of me or how bad that was for your body and immediately my body started to create coughing and i had the flu for the next 2 weeks and i i remember that my point of view was actually so strong that it created that that um disease discomfort that sickness in my body um and my body was giving me an awareness way back then that um you you can't you can't keep on having these points of view or these fixed points of view wow so yeah amazing what amazing what else is possible what else is possible Well, and another really cool question is, do you desire to have a different reality with your body right now? And everything that doesn't allow you to choose a different reality with your body, would you now be willing to destroy and uncreate it all? Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. It's sort of, the, the, the cool thing about and and I've watched this um, with several different people in my life that were all given the diagnosis that you have six months to live or one year to live. And so therefore they're like, they've got their bucket list of all the things that they have to complete and all the friends that are around them are there contributing again to that whole thought process that they have one year to live. So therefore let's do all of these things. And then beyond the friends, it's the family. And then beyond the family, it's the doctors. And beyond that, it's the nurses and all the other caregivers. And eventually, everybody's going, you know, buying. It's that energy of, it's almost like a vortex, um, like a, uh, um, 
like a tornado, and everybody gets sucked into the tornado and the belief system, you've got one year to live, so let's do it. And and that it gets closer and closer and closer to that, you know, 12 months, 10 months, 8 months, 4 months, 2 months, and it's like your body starts to align that it has two more months and it starts to create the disease as slowing you down and then you're you're spending more and more time in home and then eventually you go to the hospice and then boom done that's wow. what i love about that tool or that question that we came up with earlier what do you know is possible that you have not yet chosen because that's that's what it's going to that's what it will start to create the space where you can start to choose to live again because um, the flip side of what you're talking about is where people actually start oh i've only got i've only got 12 months to live i better do my bucket list and miraculous they have a miracle show up and that you know after 12 months the cancer's gone <laughs> yeah. this is where people actually start choosing to live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so all of these tools, like interesting point of view, the questions like the one that we just said, what 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 do you know is possible that ha- you have not yet chosen, will start to work on you, and and you can then choose the living. Most of us are choosing, uh, are avoiding living. So everywhere where you are avoiding living rather than choosing it, <laughs> can we now destroy and uncreate that? Oh yes, please. <laughs> right, wrong, get bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and Isn't that funny? How people can avoid living, and so, oh my gosh, I I look at the number of people who spend days upon days in. I look at their homes as to, instead of being a nurturing, kind, and caring place. It's almost a prison. So they've 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 sort of put themselves into this prison without actually getting out and enjoying the beauty of nature, enjoying the beauty of relating with other people and playing and and almost going into that childlike energy. And I have to say, for myself, for me, it's been a rebirth. It's been playful with everything I choose to do on a day-to-day basis in my life and living. I have a different energy than I had prior to creating disease in my body. And today I can honestly say that I wake up with so much gratitude and it's surrounding myself with the cheerleaders of my life, the people that are, you know, sort of standing there going, woohoo, go, go, Lisa, you know, rock on. What else can you create today? How much fun can we have? And avoiding what I call the downers or the basement people that are like, oh, you know, how are you? Oh, this. Oh, wow. Oh, this hurts. That hurts. I haven't been able to get outside and do this. (laughs) I mean, can you perceive the energy of that, Liam? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it did that very well. I wanted to go away immediately. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's the space of like, can I go out and play today and... So where are you not willing to be childlike and playful with everything you choose to do and be? And, and I mean, Liam, you're a big kid in an adult body. <laughs> and if someone said to you, oh, please, just grow up, 
Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, what is that? I, I, I want to thank you so much, Lisa, because uh, there's somebody in my reality that often speaks their mind and they say that they're tired or that this is hurting or whatever. And I hear them say that and it just makes me want to go away so much because I don't want to be around that. Right. And I, I, that, that's, and for me, that it's not being in total allowance of, of what they're saying or choosing. And me not being in allowance of what they're saying and choosing, I resist and react to it. And that is actually creating more of that rather than, oh, okay. Yeah. And in, in <laughs> point of view, that, that person is saying that so often. Um, well, okay. So for all of you that are listening, and this is, you know, it's, it, and, and I would say if you're in a home and you're sharing a home with someone that is, that you're either the caregiver or you're in relationship with or they're your child or your parent or grandparent or whomever it is in your life and you're all under what I consider closed quarters and there's this, I call it like the dark cloud. It kind of comes in and it's like this, oh, here comes the rain. Is it a rain or is it a thunderstorm or is it that huge, massive, you know, lightning storm? And when we go into sympathy, sympathy or empathy, we're actually aligning and agreeing with them. And it's sort of like going up to someone's room and going, hey, you want to go out and play today? And they go, no, I'm really not doing great. And I just want to stay in my room and have a, like a pity party. And, and will you sit here and hold my hand and mop my forehead while I want to feel like shit? And would you feel like shit with me? <laughs> and it's sort yeah. of like, Oh, that's fun. I was just, you go in with this skipping energy, like that little playful energy, and they're like, no, and and you sort of go, I guess I'm not going to do what I thought I was going to do. So what can I do to create fun and joy for them? And And at some point, you keep cutting off more and more of yourself in order to shift into it. And where are you in that equation? And so one of the things that I I, I learned Thankfully, very early on, I had a mother who uh, had cancer in her body. And, and when I was a young girl from the age of 14 to 16, I was one of her um, caregivers. I was considered kind and caring and sympathetic. And I would be there for her. And she was a real, um, what I would call a trooper. She didn't complain. She was lovely and elegant and, and you know, but, but there was in the medicine way back when chemotherapy was actually quite a, a vicious brutal poison for her body mm. that wasn't actually contributing and i you know to this day i'm sort of believe that the chemotherapy was really what kind of got her at the end um it was just this fabulous poison that kept going on and on <laughs> and but one of the things i learned from from being with her at various times through her her disease was this always encouraging me to get out and do things and live my life and not sit in she was never a pity party person and mm -hmm. it was it was quite interesting so it was something that i carried through for myself when people in my life that were close to me that you know later on in life if they had a 
man cold or the man flu or, <laughs> you know, I would just go, well, okay, so you stay home and, and um, when you require something, just let me know. And it, was, it wasn't coming from a, a place of being unkind. It was like, your body, you're, you're probably requiring some rest here. Is that what you require? Yeah. Okay, cool. Go and rest. And when you require food or water or, you know, anything else, let me know. And it was, it was, it didn't prevent me from going forward and choosing something for me. So um, it's choosing to live and choosing to live doesn't necessarily mean you have to leave the premises, but it can be it could be um, going out and having a run, a walk, just something that nourishes your body and 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 really feeds your soul. So is it something? It is it something that you're aware of, Liam? That you're shifting for yourself? Yeah, the choice to live is really interesting because um, it's like you've almost got to be in total allowance that. Okay, I'm going to choose to live, even if I'm going to, even if I'm going to die. Does, does that make sense? Absolutely. It, it's like not to have any expectation of what your choice is actually going to create. I, I know I've done that in the past when I've gone, okay, if I choose this and it's going to create, it's going to create more health in my body, or if I choose this, it's going to create more money. And um, it doesn't. That's a conclusion, and then there's an expectation, and if you don't reach that then you get disappointed and then you tend to go either to the wrongness of you or the wrongness of the therapy or the wrongness of your lover or whatever it is rather than, oh, I chose it, but it just didn't show up the way that I thought that it would. But if you're always choosing living, then you're, it, there's that joy and that energy and that peacefulness that comes with that choice that you're always choosing what is light and fun for you. Even if you, like your mother, even if she was still having cancer treatment, she was still choosing the living. And that is, that that changes people's realities. It changes your own reality and it changes other people's realities too. Yes, and you know, it's interesting because I, 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 one of the things I'm aware of is, is so what pops up for me here is my the way I choose to live my life would possibly be and and I know it would be different for how you choose to live your life and all the other people in our lives they choose to live whatever that is for them so if living is sitting around and smoking cigarettes and drinking all day and that brings you joy then that can be your choice you know that's 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 truly you know it and and it, the people around you as opposed to resisting and reacting it's it's sort of like wow um just going well clearly they're having fun and they're having joy with that choice and i remember my grandmother lived till 93 and she smoked from the age of 14 all the way through to 93 and i when she was in her 80s i had the point of view that smoking was bad for you and I said to her, you know, um, are you are you going to ever quit? And she looked at me and she says, well, well, darling, why would I? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and it was sort of like, oh, okay. And she had her little shot of sherry every day. And she was consistently, those were her pleasures in her life. 
and and she gardened with high heels and put these little rubber sort of soles above. Oh, her. I like her. Oh yeah, and she gardened in high heels, and it was like, and she gardened right up to the very end, and it was sort of like the she just you know she at age ninety three broke her hip and and ended up you know in the hospital, and, and the rest is history, as they say, and she, and she literally died in her sleep, and it was sort of like, wow, that's kind of cool. She put one day she was great, the next day she was like, well. Choose not to be here anymore. So, how many of you have bought into living as being difficult, challenging, painful, not fun, uh, arguing, uh, resisting and reacting, uh, defending your living, your lifestyle? How many of you bought into that as 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 being the style of living that you're choosing? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. And everything that that brings up, let's destroy and uncreate it all, please. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Wow. So what? There's do you so do many smoking stories. What's that? <laughs> that reminds me of a smoking story from my stepfather. Like everybody, he was dying of prostate cancer, and I have the same point of view that it was probably the drugs that killed him in the end. Um, and everybody's saying to him, you should give up smoking. And I'm going, this is one joy during the day. You know, like, why why would you give up something that brings you that much joy? Um, yeah, what's joyful for you may not necessarily be joyful for another. Um, but you've got to choose what it is for you. You know, if it brings you joy, don't cut it off for somebody else's just their point of view, their diagnosis, their diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how lovely is that? We didn't even touch upon that part of it. So Liam, before <laughs> before we head out, um, as always, you and I end up having these amazing chats and then it turns into we could be here for hours chatting about things. Uh, where wow. can people reach you and connect with you and get a copy of the Curing the Incurable book? And uh, where, what classes are popping up? I know you, you facilitate classes with this. Yeah, so, um, liamphillips.com is the place to go. You can get the books there and all sorts of other weird and wacky things or liamphillips.accessconsciousness for my classes. Um, uh, and just check it out. You, you can always contact me on, on my website, and I, I love to hear from people. Um, first five minutes is always for free if you need a uh, some sort of change. Give me a yell. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, Liam. And for me, if anyone wants to connect with me, it's Lisa Bennett at iCloud.com, or you can go to InfiniteEnergies.ca and. Uh, I facilitate classes on uh, creating conscious spaces, so playing with the energy of spaces, and both Liam and I are, are certified facilitators, and we facilitate core classes with Access Consciousness, so you can go to accessconsciousness.com and check out facilitators close to you, or both myself and Liam, and we've, done, we've co-facilitated over the years, and we continuously keep bumping into each other. Um, my target is to head to Australia this year, so... Uh, who knows what Liam and I will create when, when I get to Australia. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my target is to see a kangaroo. 
Oh, I think we can. I think we can do that. You think you can? Okay, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, Christine in the chat room said that her mom smoked since she was a teen, got breast cancer, and she is totally healed, and she's 93, and she's more like a 70-year-old in her body. Hey, how can it get any better than that? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny uh, how we've bought into sugar being bad for our bodies. Uh, and, and you know, how many of you have gone out and actually grabbed a piece of sugar cane and sucked on the actual sugar cane, which is pure sugar. It's fabulous. Or honey from a honeybee. I mean, where have we gone and manipulated the food, the natural food that the earth has gifted us and turned it into this synthetic stuff? Are we are we now willing to start playing with things that our bodies naturally grew up with? I mean, there's more disease in our, our reality now, Liam, than there was during our grandparents' generation. I think that is a conversation totally for a a whole show. show. I know. Yeah. Want to play again? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Excellent. Okay, for those of you that have enjoyed the show, please let us know through Facebook private message for Liam and I and we will uh we will be playing with a, a show specific to that. I think that would be awesome. Thank you Liam so much for um staying up late in Australia. Any other final sort of words of wisdom or questions that people can ask with regard to the disease that they have been, or many, maybe there's more than one that they've bought into? Well, one, one, one to leave with is, uh, what can I do and be today that would allow me to create the change right away? Woohoo. Awesome. And don't ask that question a hundred times <laughs> just keep playing with it everyone and and have fun and live your life magically every day embrace every day and be in gratitude for your body and all the ways that it's communicating with you and if you would be willing to shift what you say and the energy of what you say and what you buy into it's going to gift you so much more ease and joy for your body and your being. So thank you, everyone, for joining myself, Lisa, and Lisa. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Infinite Energies Radio Show. Lisa Bennett will return next Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific, on atizen.fm. We look forward to having you join us and share the changes you have begun to make. Have an awesome week and chat soon.